0: Love Talk Radio.
1: Break us down because we were so brave. I know my we kept our pride throughout the years. I know my Work all the brain No matter what the world has put us through, I know my We come out on top in everything we do. all work together, we know that we can win I love my people I love the way we walk, way we I, walk. Love way we I love the way, the way we talk I love the way we stand the way to I'm blessed because be I know what that is I love, love my people, people And there is no, no doubt. doubt We're gonna be alright Is what I'm talking about Oh, say I love my people I love my people Somebody Both near and far. Both near and far. About just how blessed, We truly are. We truly are. Take these words. Take these words across, across the land.
2: Across the land.
1: Divided, we fall. Divided we fall. United we stand. United we stand. Think about greatness. Think about greatness. Your history. Your history. Without my people.
3: Without my people, not Without my
0: people I would I would at not want to be.
4: Proud and Privileged, America's first African-American anytime drama is getting ready for its first season and they want to celebrate with you, Chicago. Meet the cast and the production team of Proud and Privileged on Friday, March 23rd at the Prince Hall Masonic Temple located at 809 East 42nd Place in Chicago, 6 p.m. to 10 p.m. Enjoy great music, networking, refreshments, and photo ops. $25 in advance, $35 at the door. Advanced payment recommended to paypal.com. At Chicago's, that's Chicago with an S, Chicago's Black Business Network at gmail.com. Get on board by calling us at 312-239-8835. Preview the trailer at www.storiesareaway.tv. Sponsored by South Street Journal, Chicago's Black Business Network, and WJPC-FM Chicago, the soul of Chicago. You are listening to Chicago's Black Business Radio Network, All Black, All News, All You, for Thursday, March 1st, 2012. This broadcast is designed to service the African-American communities in Chicago and around the world. Tonight's segment is Black Wall Street USA. Join us right here every Thursday evening, 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. for Black Wall Street USA. Our host is Mr. Ron Carter, Chairman of Black Wall Street Districts Chicago and publisher and editor of the South Street Journal. I'm Sonia Cassandra-Purdue, founder of Chicago's Black Business Network and author of Black America, Asking Ourselves the Tough Questions, Book 12010, and Mr. Carter's co-host for this show. You are listening to I Love My People, gifted gifted to us by Mr. Oba William King of Just Us Arts. Visit them at www.justusarts.org, and I get a lot of feedback about that song, a lot of feedback, Chairman want you to know that Chicago's Black Business Radio Network has close to 200 shows under its belt. All of our shows are rebroadcast on Saturday mornings on WJPC-FM Chicago, the soul of Chicago. Listen at www.wjpcchicago.com. And if you are interested in being a sponsor or supporter of this show or WJPC, give us a call at 312 239 8835, that's 312-239-8835. Now, as you recall, the chairman was out last week. He wasn't with us. Ron was invited to sit on a special panel over at the Sobber Museum, and we're going to get an update from him in a few minutes. But first, I want to thank our guests from last week. The thing from last week's show was Black Wall Street USA Goes Tech. And it was an informational digest in and of itself. Our guests were Mr. James Orrin Ogle, owner of Intellectual Dynamics Corporation. Now, Chairman, did you know there's going to be an election for the virtual president of the United States on December the 6th? That's what he told us. Our other guest was Attorney Willis Everett Smith out of Houston, Texas. He's the founder of MyTipGlass.com. And uh, that's an interesting site. You go to a site, load up your video, you get a link, and you put a tip glass on your video. And if someone likes your video, they can leave you a tip. Innovative, creative attorney Smith, and he also does karaoke. He's quite an interesting man. Go ahead and take a look at mytipglass.com. Our other cla- uh, other guest is Mister. Mark Robinson, who is the founder of unlimitedclients.net. Now, Mark uh, does website design and development. He does some strategic planning for your organization, helps you get organized if you're overwhelmed. Uh, He can assist you by supplying you with virtual assistance to take some of the load off of your workday, and I do know what he means, help you prioritize what it is that you do. That's what Mark Business does. He does a lot of things and we talk talk about we talked about a lot of things. And he taught me how to text a message to all of my Twitter followers. And I did it. Didn't get it at first, but I got it, and I tried it this week, so I did that. So that was a great learning experience, and that's part of what we want to bring to you. Now, all of them are members of Chicago's Black Business Network. We want you to also come over and be a member, join us today, and touch the world. So go over there and take a look at their uh, profiles. On our show page. I didn't tell you what Mr. Ogle does, uh, the owner of Intellectual Dynamics Corporation. Well, I say there's going to be a virtual president of the United States election, but uh, he started me on this dialogue, which I'm taking with me everywhere. I am a victim of my environment and my associations, as is anyone else. That's why we need to always raise the level of who and what we associate with. It enacts and impacts so much on our life. But he, his dialogue and conversation, our conversation is about digital real estate and digital assets. It's like you can own a vacant lot. You know, some people have owned vacant lots forever and ever, ever. You know, your folks got laying down south or my people had something in Michigan or Indiana, wherever they had, but they never developed it. So you can get a domain and you can have it, but if you don't develop it, it does not increase in net worth. You don't develop your net worth as far as, as digital assets, and that's what this company does, Intellectual Dynamics Corporation. They teach you, train you, show you, work with you as to how to develop your digital real estate. These are the type of dialogues we've got to start having people tonight's segment is black wall street usa business reports we added this in it's something that we do without announcing it but it's all about you we want to talk about your business vision and we just put a general announcement out there this week uh tonight's question is what is your greatest business challenge we know we all have them and maybe we'll ask Ron Carter that question. want you to please leave your contact information and website links in the chat room for everyone to see. Mr. Jimmy Tillman of Chicago, who's running for the congressional uh, first seat here, is expected to join us um during the second half of the show He's over there somewhere doing his own show But he's going to stop by later on This is Black Wall Street USA Our caller number is 347 The chat room is open Leave your company information And website links In the chat room I'm not sure in the chairman is in there Yeah, I'm going to walk in there in a minute But we're going to be right back. We have so many things to discuss. We have such a full agenda. What we're going to do right now is just take a very, very brief break, and then we're going to bring the chairman on. We want to thank you for joining us. I'm Sonya Cassandra-Purdue. We'll be right back. Partners in Community
1: Building focuses on credit building, financial literacy, and homeownership for residents throughout Chicago and Illinois. All of our services are free. Call 312-328-0873 to get additional information on our homeownership counseling, rental assistance, Cook County foreclosure mediation, and small accessible repairs for seniors programs. PCIB is a HUD-certified nonprofit counseling agency committed to addressing the housing needs of all people. Call 312-328-0873 to schedule an appointment or visit us at www.pcibchicago.org.
5: What is the future of technology? Make your predictions and win in Plexter's The Future's Calling Contest with top prize of a Plexter SSD. You could replace your mechanical notebook or desktop hard drive with chip-based storage, win an SSD, and you could experience super-fast boot-up and load times. So to see others' predictions and for your chance to win, visit Facebook.com slash Global today. These days, divorce rates are at an all-time high, and the marriages that last a lifetime are the ones where both couples are on the same page. Premarital financial counseling gives you the peace of mind that lasting couples embrace. Whether it's creating financing goals, preparing for home ownership, combining credit, and many other financial skills,
6: talking to a trusted advisor in advance of your wedding day can make money discussions a lot less stressful. Check out our site, at www.bridegroommoneytalkfaq.com slash premarital-financial-counseling and walk down the aisle with confidence.
5: Hey, you want more money in your pocket, right? Savers are losers, unless you save like the rich and beat inflation. The secret? Save the right kind of money. Pure, solid, 24 karat gold or silver, for as little as 20 bucks a week, direct from the mint. Don't spend money. Exchange bad money for good money. Start today at SaveMetalMoney.com. That's SaveMetalMoney.com. The chains of slavery in the modern world are not forged with links of iron, but with the bonds of limiting ideas and debt.
4: We're back, and you're listening to Chicago's Black Business Radio Network, all black, all news, all you. Tonight's segment is Black Wall Street USA Business Reports. It's all about you. Tell us about your business vision. Tonight's question is, what is your greatest business challenge? Join us right here every Thursday evening from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. for Black Wall Street USA. Our caller number is 347-326-9477, and the chat room is open our host is Mr. Ron Carter, Chairman of Black Wall Street Districts and Publisher and Editor of the South Street Journal. I'm Sonia Cassandra-Purdue, founder of Chicago's Black Business Network. Join us today and touch the world. Let's welcome Ron to the show. Good evening, Ron. How are you?
7: I'm doing fine, Sonia. How are you doing? Uh, can you hear me nice and clear?
4: I can hear you clearly. I guess I can. Yes, I can. Very good. Well, All right. There's a lot so going on, a lot. Chairman. You doing fine? Well, I'm yeah. good. Good. There's a lot going on, and we have a lot to talk about. We probably could talk about three hours. I'm just going to start going down the list. Let's start with uh, where were you last week?
7: Well, you know the um, we was talking about a trillion dollars that the um, that the black consumers going to be dishing out by the year 2015, that we're going to get up to a trillion dollars in spending. And the report was done by Nielsen's Ratings, which does ratings for a bunch of uh, surveys for a bunch of 500 corporations. And when they do so, they letting people, the corporations, know how to target a market and how to get those funds. So they do a a real thorough uh, report on who's spending money, what they're spending it on, what area they come from, the works. So they did a special uh, segment of a survey or report on how black folks spend their money. And so they came up with all data indicates that blacks are going to have one $1.1 $1.1 trillion in spending, and the fair thing about it is that of that $1.1 $1. Uh, $1 trillion that blacks spend in consumer goods and services, only 2% goes back to the black community. Compared to most communities, uh, they're at least around about 50% comes back into their race or their community so it was somewhat alarming uh that was it it was held at the DuSable museum of african-american history last thursday and then yesterday there was the chicago urban league they had the same report to a different group of people uh, maggie anderson of the empowerment experience she was the featured speaker and she definitely had a overview uh she did promote her book on a year in Black, which talked about how they, as a couple, spent ninety percent of their earnings with black businesses, which is a rarity, and which it was very frustrating because it was very hard for them to spend the majority of their money with black businesses. So I believe that have a capture of our target in in our uh, discussion tonight about our business. Uh, What is our social consciousness when we want to maintain our business, but still do we have that social consciousness in trying to spend that money? So ending Black History Month, the bottom line was that we're probably just as poor as a people as we were during slavery when it comes to spending our money. So business is the agenda coming out of Black History Month and how we're going to try to maintain ourselves economically. And I guess as you know, in our program, we had Philip Jackson on, um, what was that, a couple of weeks ago, when he indicated that blacks, it would take blacks 200 years to be in parity of education with whites. you remember that part? Yes, I do. So if we got an economic gap and we got an educational gap, as much of the advances that we have done over the years and as we celebrate black history is kind of alarming to us, mean that we still got a lot of work to do, Sonia. Uh, and uh, in, in doing all this work, it definitely got to be strategic, and it still goes back to Malcolm X's words that when it's time, black people realize that we got to own and operate the businesses, at least in the communities where we live, is going to be too late. And we're going to continue to have loose squares being sold by young men and old men in front of stores that's owned by people that don't look like them. So how do we address that? And I think that that still falls in line with our subject tonight. So
4: that means we got work to do, Sonia. It's always I mean, work to do. Chicago's
7: Black Business Network.
4: There's no rest for the weary. You're looking, listen to Black Wall Street USA. And the thing about it, uh, I know you on this loose square thing. The thing about it, even the loose squares will be taken away from them because actually they're going to sell the loose squares in the stores. So then what will they sell, Mr. Carter? I mean, um, What's left for them, everything is, you know, competition, it's capitalism, and taken away from them. So if the only thing they, you know, not all of them, I don't speak in absolutes, are doing out there on the street, walking down the street, selling loose squares, and then the stores that you say ran by people who do not look for us, they're selling loose squares. I know, I walk into them, they're selling loose squares, they're competing with them. Then, what's left for them? What, what's left for them to sell except for their souls, which is pretty much almost so as it is? But tracking spending, Nielsen is tracking spending. Uh, Nielsen made money tracking spending flowing, you know, that's the flow of money that they didn't even need to track. It's already out there, that's, a, that's a obvious but they made millions of dollars tracking it. That's a that's a known. But that's, you know, if you can get it like that, get it like that. Uh, when we talk about black businesses from my perspective, and I have to speak, you know, from what it is that I do and how it is that I live, uh, Chicago's Black Business Network, we have close to 900 members now, Mr. Carter, and they have to ask themselves, and you have to ask yourself, and we have to ask ourselves, so, when we talk about how rough and how tired it is it is to survive as a black business, we have to ask the question, not if Nelson's rating, not if Nelson's rating or any of those people on the panel, we have to ask ourselves as black business people, how much do we spend at a black business? Where do we spend our money and then expect black people to support our business? See, we don't even support black businesses, but then we cry, 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 because black businesses don't support us. It can't work that way. It's got to work from within us, and it's got to be us. It cannot be anyone else. It cannot be anyone else. Because the only way that we're going to get to another step is to realize that, you know, I um, got a lot of emails this week. Reverend Webb, they had their meetings on Monday where you bring in your receipts about how much you know, money you spend in the black community for that month. And I have mentioned a sex preacher who is um, over that organization that it would be psychologically better to ask them to bring uh and receive some money that they didn't spend in the black community. Because I did it from that import, uh, from that approach, Ron, and that is so embarrassing. Uh, it just it just makes you feel real low uh, when you look at it from that perspective. So they're being proud of the, look, the smaller dollars that they spent in the black community, but when you add it up and say bringing your receipts for the money that you did not spend in the black community, it comes to the heart and to your mind about. What you're really really doing, what we are really, really doing, and before you went on the panel round, we had this discussion. I can't spend my money in the uh black community if you don't have what I want, or should I just stop being a you know so materialistic and not wanting anything? I was at the North shops, I thought I was sitting doing anything I was looking looking around and just resting up benches, you know uh and, and getting all samples I could get out of there, but should I not go to the North shops? whose anchor store is Nordstrom and not buy anything. But if I go on 75th Street, I can't, those stores are not over there. There may be something there I want uh, because I work hard and I I want something, you know, some of those things. I want some frilly things, some nice things, you know. Should I not go to those stores, Ron, or should I not be consumed by this materialism? No, you should not
7: go to those stores. No, you should not go to those stores. Now, I know that that is a hard position to take, um, but even as one prime example is the police station on 35th and, and um, Wabash or 35th in Michigan here in Chicago. The Bronzeville community was all up and in, in saying, yes, let's bring the police station to uh, the police headquarters to uh, 35th and Michigan because it's an economic um Uh, pool for the community but when you, after the police station was built the only place the police station shopped at was Dunkin' Donuts so and and even with the people that own stores that that do not live in the community you don't see them shopping in the community so there is a hard discipline and that hard discipline is no different than the bus boycotts during the early uh, 60s, where black people did make the decision to the point of walking to work or carpooling. They made a certain sacrifice. Now, in this 21st century where everything is high-tech, And a lot of us cannot afford to uh, uh, boycott certain things, but there is a sacrifice, no different than Chinatown, no different than Italian uh, uh, little village or Greek town. Those are people that have developed a discipline automatically. But I do want to get back to your point that I don't look at our problem as much as our problem to the point that we cannot see the invisible problem coming on us. Because right now in the black community, the city of Chicago is downzoning commercial space. And a lot of times we see vacant storefronts, we see vacant uh, buildings on our business trips. It's not that businesses want do not want to open shops in the black community where they're vacant. It's because of the zoning and the permits uh, politically. And as you know, I'll go back on this year, 2040. Those plans are also, when you don't allow businesses to operate and open stores in certain areas, that means that the community is going to be tailored to shop elsewhere and then complain about themselves, not open shops, but a lot of businesses are up against elected officials, up against the city officials, by stopping them from opening these stores. So that's one reason why we come up with the Black Wall Street District. It's not just opening up businesses, it's also dealing with the policies and the guidelines of the city of Chicago. That makes it hard for businesses to open up. So there is a two prong, you know, like when we talked about Maggie Anderson. It was hard for them to spend 9% of their income. Matter of fact, she reported last night that in a year they spent $90,000 on black owned companies. I don't know how much money they make per year, was their annual income. But they was able to spend ninety thousand dollars uh on black businesses. So if we can spend then in what we don't have in our black community, then we go back to that mentality of the boycott where we have made a sacrifice in not getting on that bus, the boycott, but we boycotted based on segregation, and we did not boycott for economic um, parity to the point that the Montgomery boycott only said, let me ride on the front of the bus, opposed to let us own and operate our own bus. So, yeah, we do get into a lot of debate whether it is our fault or it is a fault that we cannot see. I am so more tell,
4: me this. To, tell me this, Ron. At the conclusion of all that panel and meeting, really, what was the conclusion?
7: Well, I did go to Nielsen's rating, and I asked them the question, since you are doing this here survey on how blacks spend their money and where they spend their money at, what I am working out with them is that we take that one point, trillion, and we want to break that down for the city of Chicago. Now, they said that they don't have the uh, mechanics at this point in time to do so, but my position with them is to come February 2013 so that we can determine exactly how much of that we have actually spent or black businesses, taking into consideration that a lot of our spending habits, that we do not have the black businesses to spend certain money. Naturally, you know, we don't have no black car manufacturer, but do we have, and naturally, we do not even have, I think uh, maybe about 20 years ago, we had at least maybe about 15 black car dealers. We have maybe about four black used car dealers in the Chicago Lane area. Opposed to about 15, 20 years ago, we had maybe about at least 10 black car dealers. We don't have that now. So we don't have the, the luxury of uh, selective buying among blacks but then that is where we have to come in to try to get Nielsen's ratings to give us a report on our progress and try to spend this money. Now, I did make a statement to some of the blacks who was on the panel because, and no offense to anyone, but we get black advertising agencies that made millions of dollars that have showed white corporations how to market to blacks. You know the term, finger-looking good? Mm -hmm,
2: That was
7: a black advertising agency that came up finger-looking good. Uh, The Illinois State Lottery, that was a black advertising agency that taught the state of Illinois how to market to blacks. So it's not so much a corporate America to
4: report, We seem to have lost the chairman. You're listening to Black Wall Street, USA. He will be dry, he will be <laughs> dialing in again. I, I guess it was getting good, so he just hit the wrong button there. I'm Sonia Cassandra Perdue, founder of Chicago's Black Business Network. While we're waiting for the chairman to to come back, let's talk about an um, uh, upcoming event, and then we can talk about it from the economic expect when he comes aspect of it when he comes back, and that's the proud and privileged. Chicago's Black Business Network, South Street Journal, and WJPC-FM will be hosting a cast party for the the cast and the production crew of Proud and Privileged, America's first African-American anytime drama. They're going into the filming of their first season, and they want to celebrate with you, Chicago, and we're going to celebrate, yes, we are, at Prince Hall Masonic Temple, March 23rd, that's a Friday, and they're located at 809 East, 42nd place in Chicago. If you haven't been inside the temple, you should come and take a look at it. It is very nice, and they do rent it out for a special event such as, you know, what you have in your mind right now. And we're going to walk the red carpet. We're going to do it up Hollywood style. We're going to have photo ops, going to be a cameraman who films you. When you walk down the red carpet, we're going to have refreshments. We're also going to be hosting an after party at Norman's Bristow. Uh, Your admission to that event will get you into the after set for free. So we've got a lot going on that evening, and uh, we want you to be with us. Visit our website at www.pnpevent.info. $25 in advance, $35 at the door. Now, through March 5th, we're going to offer two-for-one admission uh, through March the 5th. So go online, treat someone to a wonderful evening. And we're also inviting you, I don't know who Ron Carter is coming in, to to, uh, dress up as your favorite actor or actress and show us what you got, Chicago. That's going to be a very exciting Bring your bios and your headshots uh if you're interested in being an extra in the upcoming filming also they're gonna talk about product integration and product placement, which is some more dialogues we don't talk about a lot in the community, and when I talk about it, I think I've talked about it on the uh show before. Wouldn't it be nice to see your book laying on the table uh, as they're having a dialogue during a scene or one of the actresses wearing your design or your earrings or maybe the suit from your store, uh, brand integration, which is something long-term. And uh, Lisa, you know, come on in that evening. And Lisa Calouette, who is the creative writer of The Proud and Privileged, can, you know, discuss that with you, how they do brand integration how they possibly mentioned Norman Bristow. I'm going over there. How they uh, put you into the dialogue. I'm not in that industry. So she would have to tell you a little bit more about that. Also, Lisa Callaway wanted us to share something else with you, and that is she's producing a talk show here in Chicago, and she's going to be looking for guests for that talk show. It's called Seriously Speaking, and we'll talk about that a little bit more. She's going to start – Uh, filming that this month. So if that's something that you would like to participate in, also you should bring your your bio or your resume and your photos also to be a part of that. So we've got a lot of exciting things going on. And let me do a little uh, uh, self-promotion for myself. And I just want to share some with you. You know I'm the author of Black America Asking Ourselves the Tough Questions, book one. 2010 available on amazon.com did you get your did you get your book people not yet well that's okay but what's going to happen the first 50 people who arrive that night will get an autographed copy of the book we've got so many things going on that night we just want we know where we're going but we're going to have a great time we're going to have a really great time that evening you listen to black wall street usa i'm sonia cassandra purdue founder of chicago's black business network and that's just some of the things going on I haven't even completed the entire itinerary How are we going to do that from 6 to 10 p.m. That's like an all-night thing But that's why we're going over to Norman's too Let's welcome the chairman back to the show Chairman, I was just filling them in On the uh, Proud and Privilege event coming up And then we Let's talked and, and talking about it And tying it into what was going on at DuSable, Uh Black producer, black creator Um Actors and actresses. Where is the money coming from? Uh, the funding. Who's funding it? Will we fund these type of projects for our community? Not only this type of this type of project, but the theater for the theater community. Uh, you know, I heard that uh, Regal Theater is closed down. Did you hear that, Brian?
7: Matter of fact, yes, I did, and uh, there is some. Uh, that is. Uh, a very much high concern, but yeah, that is what happened um I talked to our representative on the uh seventy ninth street of uh, Black Wall Street district, and yeah, there is some concern, and there is a person uh that's looking at purchasing it, but uh there is that debt that has to be dealt with as well, so yeah, that is a uh
4: that's a letdown there. Yeah, a lot of gossip is going around. I think that's a news story for you. Mm-hmm. Um,
7: yeah, you, listen
4: know. To, <laughs> you listen to Black Wall Street USA, and I'm Sonya Cassandra Purdue, Mr. Carter's co-host for this segment. But what we're going to do, Chairman, uh, well, you know, let me just say this before we move on, and I'm going to take a real short break, and we're going to come back because we still have a lot of things to talk about. You know, those dialogues are great. We have to have dialogue in order to plan and, you know, get our strategies together and, you know, implement the plans and put them in force. But dialogue, 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 dialogue. Talk, 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 talk. talk. They're wearing me out. Uh, And year after year after year, Chairman, year after year after year, Chairman? What changes?
7: Well, there, there are some changes. I think that one thing when we had the uh, a Museum last, uh, last Thursday, we do have a bunch of complaints. And as we have a bunch of complaints, um, I did want to stress that we have achieved a great deal but because of the continued issues that come upon us, it seems as though that we have not. You know, I'm still concerned about the loose squares uh that brothers are selling in front of stores that they don't that we don't own. But there has been a lot of, of progress. Uh uh matter of fact, Maggie Anderson made the comment yesterday Uh, when she talked to a group of successful uh, black uh, business people, uh, she went out and said, um, now I'm appealing to you bougies to take a role, take a more active role. There was some giggling in there because those are the bunch of successful blacks. A lot of them uh, took advantage of affirmative action. Then a lot of them, took advantage of their own will and their own desire. So we have achieved a lot, you know, um, and I'm pretty sure I know Chicago's Black Business Network have achieved without any type of affirmative action help. So we are approving, but the problems are compounding. I don't know if I answered your question.
4: What were you asking <laughs> but basically what was the conclusion Of that panel uh, in other words we're going And, what, to and what? as a result Of the panel what will happen Because you know you can meet well, it's, going it's going to, to be up else. to us It's
7: going to be up to us Nelson's okay. ratings did what they did Before they released that report to us They gave that report to other people And they evaluated What they're going to do with it Now what we're going to do with it is we're going to be having a follow-up meeting uh, this Saturday to address that. Uh, so Black Wall Street Districts of Chicago, we do have a a direction of what we need to do to monitor that, uh, that money that we spend. Uh, but that is a hell of a gap, $1.1 trillion, and we only receive about 3% of that. That's a hell of a gap. that got to be closed. And, and
4: let me and let me tell you what well, truly is the hell of a the thing about it, Chairman. What well, truly is the hell of a thing about it. They ain't feeling no pain about it. Getting on the bus going wherever and, and dropping off their money somewhere. They're not feeling any pain about it. They, You know, well, obviously. I think that it's not, not a matter fine. of they're not
7: feeling no pain. Mm-hmm. I think I, that I just want to if say people they, care, but. Mm-mm. Well, if people don't know the extent, they cannot feel pain if you, you know, I, uh, you know, I love that doggone Malcolm X. You know what he said? It's like uh, you got nova King. You,
2: you, you
7: suffer peacefully. You don't even know you suffer. You know, what did he say? The the doctor is yanking the doggone tooth out of your mouth, and you just smiling, and you just blood running all <laughs> down your mouth, and you just smiling, all happy, and you just taking all your teeth out, and, mm-hmm. and gonna put some new in there. that ain't yours. And some mm-hmm. new teeth, and you gonna put some new teeth in your mouth that was manufactured and and, and you bought them by somebody else. But you're smiling and grinning, and now he's taking all your teeth out of your mouth that probably didn't even have to be taken out.
4: So there is that's a, um, that's a hell of an analogy. <laughs> that, that that pretty much fits it too. You know, it's like so, I may have had a dialogue with somebody this week. We in so much pain, we don't even know we hurt. I, I I don't know how they're making it. I don't even know how I make it sometimes. We well, are in pain. We are suffering, but we don't even know we suffering. And that's a that's a hell of an analogy. I like that, Chairman. And that's so that's good. the difference
7: that. There is an education now. Also, Tom Burrell of Burrell Advertising, he was a former chairman of Burrell Advertising, he indicated that there needs to be a propaganda agenda. That's one follow-up. But at Black Wall Street, we talked about creating that black experience. And, again, that black experience is the implementation. And even with when we talked about the Black Wall Street districts, A lot of that is propaganda until we can get the financial resources and get the policies in place that we can create those businesses in our community going up against what we don't know that we're doing. So... um, you know, yeah, uh, they are follow-up. You don't
4: know if you don't know if you, you don't you don't know you don't know situation. Well, this is what yeah, I'm going to do. You don't know you don't know. You cannot do
7: what you don't
4: know. No, you cannot. This is the. I'm just going to do what it is that I do. I enjoyed that show last week, uh, Mr. Chairman. But I did enjoy that show last week, and we do host. Um, I do host a show and it runs usually runs eleven A. M. It's no set day as uh for certain business owners. Eleven A. M. called C B B and Business Journals. Whereas I don't know what I don't know, but I like to try and find out what I don't know. That's why I'm enjoying engaging in those interviews, they're a little short half hour interviews, because I do meet people that are outside my normal database and circle uh, from all over the country in doing those interviews, I do get an opportunity not only to share uh, and learn, not only to learn, but to share what I learned with our listening audience, Ron, so that we can have, and you know I've had this, I've been talking about digital assets for a couple of weeks, so that we need to use a different language and we need to let people know what they don't know. Uh, by bringing it into our everyday conversations and communications, and that's why I'm enjoying the c b b and business journals because we do need to have different type of discussions to understand and build on so people can learn a different way of doing things and learn and learn a different and learn what they need to do. People, you know, like myself and all of us, we sometimes don't even know what we need to do to draw in our market right there in our community. And sometimes they're not doing anything to draw in a market. They just think that I just want to open my door and I'll stand here and look out the window and people will come and they will not, you know. So even, even if they've got the fortitude to open up the business, sometimes they don't even know what they're supposed to do to keep that business alive and then they fail. Uh, we're gonna take a very short break, Chairman. We still have a lot to come back and talk about. Uh a whole lot to talk about because uh you don't know I'm gonna start downloading a pimp and a hustler. We gotta go back to the community news reporter. Segment because someone asked me about that. We're going to kick that up again. You're listening to Black Wall Street USA. Our host is Ron Carter, chairman of Black Wall Street District Chicago. I'm Sonia Purdue. We're going to, have to take a very short break here, and we're going to come right back. Thank you for being with us this evening. You're listening to WJPCF in Chicago's Community Affairs Calendar, powered by Chicago's Black Business Network. I'm Sonia Cassandra Purdue, founder of Chicago's Black Business Network join us today and touch the world the black star project located at 3509 South King Drive has established a real men read program you know that real men read I know that real men read we know that real men write they invent they invest take care of their families care and fight for their communities and villages. Now our children need to know that real men read so that they too will love reading and learning. The Black Star Project invites men and fathers from our communities to read to K-3rd through third graders. Ivory Harris at 773-285-9600 will be happy to give you more information. That's 773-285-9600. This is an all-out call for real men give a little time it will make a great difference you may also visit www.blackstarproject.org for more information
3: walking down the street now is a dangerous thing there are drug dealers crack houses gang members and crackheads people fighting cursing and killing too so much chaos we don't know what to do But if people only knew that they are hurting little children, if they could only see what our community could be. When the confrontation. One, stay calm. Two, try to say something positive. Three, tell the person what's on your mind. Four, ask if the person understands. Five, thank the person for listening if you can. Come on, y'all. Let's be an example. It has to start somewhere. How about now? For more information on ways to prevent violent crimes, contact Totally Positive
4: Productions at 773-488-9553. Somewhere a child is waiting. Somewhere a child is waiting for you, and Unity Parenting and Counseling makes it possible for that child to be connected with his new family. Unity Parenting and Counseling will help you through the application process, training, and certification. Call Brenda Weatherspoon today at 312-455-0007 to be connected at the heart. Call 312-455-0007 today so that each day that child is closer to home. You're listening to Black Wall Street USA. I'm Sonya Cassandra-Purdue, founder of Chicago's Black Business Network, executive producer of this show. Our host is Ron Carter, chairman of Black Wall Street Districts. And tonight's segment is... All about business. It's all about you. We want you to call in to three four seven three two six nine four seven seven and tell us about your business vision. And our question tonight before you leave, we want to know what is your greatest business challenge. We're talking we're talking about the internet interaction with the black community and the black businesses and uh which is for me part of our culture or our lack of culture and the reason that it happens. That is the reason also. But what is your greatest business challenge uh, for you? Chairman, welcome back to the show. We're going to go to the phone lines, Ron. We do have a lot of more things to discuss. Uh, but we have a caller, and it is all about them. Caller in the nine Last four digits, nine one nine five. Welcome to Black Wall Street, USA. Tell us who you are. And uh Hi, Sonia tell, tell and us about Ron,
3: your This is Yorley Huff, uh the author of the Veil of Victory and Superhero Huff comic book and my corporation is engendering strength. Thanks for allowing me to call in.
7: Well, our pleasure having you. I'm I'm sorry, and and then get your uh, I didn't get your name and where you're from again. I'm sorry I did the first part.
3: Yorley Huff. I met you at the uh, event at the DeSoto Museum. What's the trillion dollar question?
7: Oh, okay. And I'm great. the
3: CEO and founder of Engendering Strength, also the author of The Veil of Victory and Superhero Huff, the comic book.
7: Oh, okay, great. So, do you, what did you thought about the uh, the one point trillion dollars?
3: I thought it was a very interesting event, much needed, but I felt like everyone there was on point with what was presented. And so we have to find a medium and a way to get it out to others to show the power really that we have in the black community. I think that we've been so depressed and oppressed and deprived of resources and uh opportunities that we really have been beaten down to the point to believe that we don't have any power, and that's simply not the case.
6: Right, correct.
3: So what
7: has been your challenge in being in business?
3: My challenge currently is uh, finding opportunities um, to present uh, my book and the comic book and And marketing and distribution as a self-published author is uh, I've chosen to take the exceptional route where I self-published, I created my own corporation, I took uh, a life experience that was meant to be to my detriment and turned it into something that I can share with others and be motivating and uplifting, uplifting to them. And still, yet facing difficulties of getting it out there and reaching, again, the masses. What's your part? What is
7: the what is the difficulty in in getting it out there?
3: Well, for one part, one issue I'm having is that in the book industry, being self-published is really kind of almost frowned upon. Not necessarily overtly, but covertly. I have accounts set up with the two major distributing houses, Baker and & Taylor and um, Ingram. And the bookstores, when I contact them, they say they tell me, okay, well, you don't have an account with Ingram, Baker & Taylor. Yes, I do. Okay, they'll sign into their account where they can view the book by the ISBN number. But it shows out of stock on the shelves. It's out of stock on the shelves because Baker and Taylor and Ingram won't order it, because and have it in stock because the bookstores are not ordering it. So it's kind of a catch-22.
7: Well, let me ask you this: you know, at the uh, at the Gisabra Museum, when we talked about the the example of Reggio's Spisa, and uh, Webb Evans made a case about this store on 71st and State Street that it indicated that the customers uh, are not looking for Reggio's Pizza, and they do not have space for Reggio's Pizza. Now, so that was a community effort to make the retailer make space for a black product. Could that same scenario work for your comic book where the black community, uh, you know, again, we don't have the bookstores per se in our community like we used to, but, still, is it a case where the black community can rally on your behalf to the distributors to accommodate what your needs are?
3: Absolutely. Absolutely. That could be the that I tell every customer or every person I come in contact with. I have a bookmark that I give away for free with the ISBN number on it. And I say, you know what, if you're not able to purchase the book now, please go to your local bookstore. Here's the ISBN number. The book cover is on there. Take it directly to the manager or the sales associate, and ask them, where is this book? And if it's not on the shelf, ask them why, and ask them to get it in on the shelf.
7: But it takes more than just, it
3: takes the action.
7: Okay, so being a a self-distributor, are you a self-distributor of your
3: books, or
7: do you work with distributors?
3: I am both. I have them in stock, but I have a um, middleman who... Is a distributor that will get them to Baker and Taylor in and Ingram, and in the case of like Amazon.com, I ship my own books when the orders come in, and then with well, the bookstores like have to. Do
7: a- is, uh, I know. From one thing that Sonia wanted to do in the uh, in South Street Journal, she wanted to have a a a publisher's a book section in the paper uh, that has been somewhat, uh, but we are still going to do that. And as we do that, maybe South Street Journal can be a tool to represent the demand, and then maybe Black Wall Street districts of Chicago can be organized to question your distributors, and sometimes you need that outside, inside type of operation, you know, to help to get your book in certain locations, I mean, does that seem to be uh, somewhat maybe beneficial to you?
3: Oh, yes, absolutely.
7: Okay. Well, then, uh, I think we do have your um, information, and uh, we need to talk, and we need to see what we can do, because, see, a lot of times it's a matter of business people working in behalf of other businesses, even when it comes to competition. So where do you think we need to go as far as the, the business climate? You know, I'm in business, you in business, a lot of us are in business, but what area do you think that we need to be focused on when it comes to business?
3: I think we can focus on uniting as business owners together and see what needs can be met with each other's help, and then take it to the streets because we're showing a united forum, a united front when we take it to the take it to the streets and say, "Look, we've been working together. This is what we've been able to accomplish. Now we need you to join us. You, not necessarily, you find your place within that structure." So if that means that you're good at, the you have the gift of gas, then that means you can spread the word and start talking to people about these different products that we as business owners have made, create, and sell and let people know, you know. And I think this came up at the trillion-dollar question discussion is that Mr. Burrell said that we've been conditioned that anything black is not something that we should be buying. People of other ethnicities, their products are better than our products. So then that needs to be, that myth needs to be dispelled. And again, uh, coming together in a forum and, and as the business owners are coming together and sharing their ideas and pulling their strengths and weaknesses together and coming together in a united front and then taking it to the streets, and the, then that will allow people to see a united front and to gain buy-in to say, you know, these these black people mean business, and I want to be a part of this, and this is a part of the black experience that I like, the togetherness, the supportiveness, the ability to say that we can do this,
0: mm-hmm. and
3: we're not so being pulled in different directions.
7: Mm-hmm. Have you been to any of the Black Wall Street summits before?
3: No, unfortunately, I hadn't had a chance with, my schedule, but well, I Have you been to any, any
7: of Chicago's Black Business Network uh, events?
3: I believe I've been to one event where I met uh, Sonia. Okay. Or one event on though, 35th that was sponsored. Uh, okay, that was on 35th. I think, 35th. The I think okay. that was the case. I'm not for sure. It's been a while ago.
7: Okay. Well, Sonia, we got some networking to do. But at the same time, when we have the um, uh, the Hollywood on Forty Third Street uh, hosting the Proud and the Privilege, maybe that's a good place. That I don't know, Sonia. Does it think it's a way that we can get her to be at the Proud and Privilege event with a book?
4: Well, I do indeed hope that she joins us that evening uh Ms Hu gets around <laughs> she <laughs> she she gets around she she is not uh afraid to network at all you know on my site I ask are you born were you born to network and uh she is not she is not afraid I think she can give lessons. I see her all about i'm not out there as much. You know, uh, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be mobile soon, people. But I could see her here, here, there, here, there, here, there. She's out and around, and she's she wasn't networking in South Africa. But uh, Super Health, what tell us, tell our listeners, what were you doing in South Africa?
3: Well, I took uh, The Veil of Victory and Superhero Health on a tour, book tour to South Africa, and I went to uh, have lectures and encourage and inspire and motivate the people because they experienced the same things that we experience here in the United States. Unfortunately, it's to a numerous degree because of the culture of apartheid, because of the political and economic deprivation that's still going on, even though apartheid is not legal anymore. And so I just went over there and shared my story and was able to meet Artists of all different kinds, entrepreneurs, people, just all different kinds of people on all different kinds of levels and to let them know that never give up, never give up and that let nothing, not even death, stop you in your goals and your dreams and that you have a right to that, this is your land, this is your country. So, how can you give in to someone coming in taking over where you where the world was created and giving them uh suggestions and different uh avenues on different thought processes and different different ways of doing things maybe uh you know we all don't learn at the same level that's why they have school you know everybody might start off at kindergarten, but some people move on to first grade and second grade, and everybody's not at the same level, and we all don't learn the same. So I try to put it in terms where people can get it, where people can understand it, and that life is really chess. It's not checkers, and so we have to be very purposeful and very strategic and very uh, focused and concentrated on our moves and the consequences to those moves. Because once we first figure out that it's chess and not checkers, we have to understand that we're already a couple moves behind the game. And quickly we must learn the game and become mastery level in a short period of time. So the learning curve is not such as, you know, our privileged, the people who think they are privileged, uh, the learning curve is not the same. So once you become mastery level, then you begin to know the rules of the game and you begin to find out the loopholes and the ins and outs and begin to create, recreate the game like President Obama has done. He took the chess game to Washington, and now he rules the entire United States according to his rules, not the rules that were already set, uh, set there. So I do motivational speaking and uh, seminars and workshops and all of that. I took to South Africa and it was well received. Well received.
4: Great. Um, I think I may have lost my chairman again. I want to thank you, Super Huff. Is there anything that you want to leave us with before you go this evening? Where you go, Where you going to be next? You doing? Do you have an upcoming uh, book signing? Yes,
3: I am going to be at the grand opening, not the grand opening, but the opening weekend of uh, Dream Girls at the Harold Washington Cultural Center, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, At the show starts at 7 each night. And there's a VIP reception on opening night, which is Friday night. So I will be there, and then uh, I will be at Malcolm X at the Jack and Jill Chapter on The sixteenth and seventeenth, and I will be attending your event on the twenty third of March or the twenty fifth of March.
4: It's the twenty third. Yes, the twenty third. I, I will be You, get, you event. get around. You do get around. <laughs> be sure to get your tickets, Miss Huff, before the fifth, because you can bring a guest for yeah, the same price, the twenty five. Now, um, now the opening of Dream Girls that is this weekend. Yes, ma'am. It is Friday, the second what's through that the date fourth. Of- Okay, oh, the 2nd through 4th, that's what I was through
3: March the 4th. What is the starting time for that? Uh, the doors open at 7, I believe the place starts at 8, but there is a VIP reception for opening night that you can get tickets to. I believe VIP tickets are 60 and the regular seating, our regular tickets are 40. They were running some
4: specials, so you might want to check that out. Okay, so they're having vendors in that area then at the Harrow Washington yes. Cultural Center. Yes, they are. Okay, great. There will be great. vendors there. People stop by and
3: check us
4: out. And that's one thing, I, and I want to I want to mention it since we're here, since we lost the chairman. He's back on the line. But uh, I wanted to mention one thing, and sometimes people don't have the dollars, but, you know, we go out and I try to make, you know, do the best I can to make a purchase, whether it's a small purchase or candle, or do something, you know, uh, exactly. to support the vendors when we're out at these events. Uh, we, they're not there to be ignored. They are business people. So, you know, put an extra little 10 or 15 in your purse or in your pocket and say, you know I'll what? Oh, make sure you bring your credit card. I pay credit card.
3: Hey, there you go.
4: <laughs> there you go. Nothing stopping us now. <laughs> we we going we to do it all. But we want... Yes. Uh, we want you to support the vendors at these events. They, These are our business people. This is what we talk about. This is how we circulate our money. I want to thank you, Miss Self. we got to talk, too. 'Cause she's supposed to do the book yes, corner ma'am. for my site. Yes, I am it's yes, on my yes, thousand yes. things to do list. It is for real. Because <laughs> I really it would want you to pleasure. kickstart start that. Wonderful. I really want you to kick start that for me. And uh, you know, promote yourself, promote the authors, uh, with uh, Doctor Shabazz. And uh, we did a great show that we played. I should play that show again because that was a great show. As a matter of fact, this week I'll do that. I will rebroadcast that show again uh, with Book Talk with Dr. Constance Shabazz, who has the bookstore out there on 103rd. Is your book in her store, Superhouse? Yes. It is? Wonderful. Wonderful. Uh, That's 103rd and Hell right off the master train up there, and you can pick up The Veil of Victory. Can you real, real quick tell them what The Veil of Victory is about? Sure. The Veil of Victory is a non-fictional autobiography of my
3: life. It talks about from my birth, which is very significant to the settlement of the case, and it talks about uh, me being an undercover drug agent here in Chicago and I was discriminated against. I got evidence against my employer and filed a complaint internally, and in turn they threatened to kill me. I had to go up to the FBI to get my charges approved with EEOC because they wouldn't take my charges. And after an 11-year legal battle, I won.
4: Absolutely, absolutely. And I'm going to have to get that. I thought about that this week. I'm I'm, I'm going to have to read that because I am a reader, and I do read a lot, and I do buy books, and I do go to book signings. I went this weekend to one, and... uh, and uh, I do do that. I do do that. So I'm, that's going to be on my that's going to be on my list, Super Huff. I want to thank you so much for being with us. And please come thank back you again. Thank you both for
3: having me. No
4: problem. Have nope. a wonderful No problem. Okay, okay. okay, You're listening to Black Wall Street USA. <laughs> I'm Sonia Sandra-Purdue, founder of Chicago's Black Business Network. Our host got disconnected just for a second, and that is Ron Carter, chairman of Black Wall Street Districts and founder of, uh, publisher and editor of the South Street Journal newspaper. Now, if you're interested in coverage in the Chicago area, give us a call, 312-239-8835. We certainly want you to be a part of all that we're doing. We're just going to take a a break just for a few seconds, bring the chairman back on, and uh, get a few more things done. Thank you for listening to Black Wall Street USA.
5: We're the soul of Chicago. WJPC.
4: You're listening to WJPCFM Chicago's Community Affairs Calendar, powered by Chicago's Black Business Network. I'm Sonia Cassandra Perdue, founder of Chicago's Black Business Network. Join us today and touch the world. The UAPA says that if we buy black, we can erase unemployment. The United American Progress Association asks that you save your receipts from each of the black-owned businesses where you shopped in the past month and bring them every fourth Monday to the United American Progress Association meeting at 1716 West 79th Street at 7 p.m. Once again, the meetings will be held at 1715 West 79th Street in Chicago at 7 p.m. each 4th Monday. For more information, call 773-952-8829. That's 773-952-8829.
5: We're the soul of Chicago, WJPC.
4: Even superheroes gotta be healthy. Get the Sister Girl Workout Book,
3: a graphic novel available this Black History Month at the DuSable Museum Trading Post Gift Shop located at 56th and Cottage Grove in Chicago. There you'll find our growing line of hot Black Age graphic novels, Or visit Only Studios at www.onlistudios.com. Plus, get your own Only Wears Art Star denim jacket. These one-of-a-kind special designs are available now at the Elephant Room Gallery at 703 South Wabash in Chicago. Only's Wearable Art brings out the art star in you. Indy today, black age forever at www.onlistudios.com.
0: Hey, Got Black Heel? You know, that dirty spot on the back of your right shoe and both shoes if you drive a stick. Are you sick of wet, cold feet from driving barefoot in the winter? If you're tired of trying to figure out how to protect your expensive footwear from damage while driving, look no further than www.heelshield.com for the answer to your driving shoe protection problems www.healshield.com H-E-E-L-S-H-I-E-L-D
1: You know, I've learned a lot in business. There are some things that you just have to have if you want to be successful. A great looking website, some stunning business cards, and a catchy design. You never get a second chance to make that first impression. Why not let TCC Printing make that first impression for you? At TCC Printing, we've got you covered. We guarantee your best impression. Let us start working on your success today. Give us a call at 312-217-0652 or visit us on the web at PrintPowerSolutions.com.
5: Hello, this is Prentice L. Allison, founder and president of SPSI, Service Perfect Solutions Incorporated, a network of financial service professionals teaching people how to use life insurance and annuities. To retain more of their income and pay the lease tax on it our toll-free number is 877-902-9048 we are proud to have served more than 500 clients national and international from ages zero to 99 for the past 30 years my tip to you today is if you are a business owner with at least one employee including yourself It would behoove you to get business life insurance why thank you for asking seven points I want to leave with you your premiums are tax deductible your policy bills cash tax deferred your cash reserve inside the policy is yours to use tax-free the policy will replace your income if death occur prematurely the company will pay the premiums if you become disabled The policy will return all premiums to you when you retire. Last but not least, make sure your agent is well experienced in business life insurance. Stay tuned for more tips on how to use life insurance and annuities to help yourself today and protect your family and business tomorrow. This is Prentice L. Allison, President of SPSI. toll-free number is 877 902 Nine zero four eight. I wish you well, and to God be the glory.
4: You're listening to Black Wall Street USA on Chicago's Black Business Radio Network. Tonight's show is uh, Black Wall Street USA Business Reports, so and we, we've been asking what is your greatest business challenge. Well, coming up on our show, we're going to do a simulcast with Mr. Jimmy Tillman, who is running for Congress in the 1st Congressional District here in Chicago, and uh like to know what his greatest challenge is. Uh, we want to welcome him to the show. Welcome back, Chairman. Welcome to the, sh- Thank welcome to the show. Thank you. Welcome to the show, Jimmy, Jimmy
6: Tillman.
2: Okay, What's how you doing, how Jimmy doing?
6: Tillman? Y- oh, we doing fine.
7: Chairman. So Mr. Due, how y'all doing? Yeah,
6: I'm doing great. Can you
2: hear me?
7: Yeah, I right. hear you nice and loud and clear.
6: So we're kind of right, back back
2: right. so, here, huh? Yeah, yeah, so, uh,
6: yeah. Uh, right. I'm glad to be back. I'm trying to, um, right now I'm doing a little promo, trying to promote myself. And um, I'm doing a simulcast. I'm in a commercial break right now. And it's like an commercial. I'm going to bring you all on our station too. But um, with mm-hmm. you which left in the campaign, I feel that I need to come out and um talk to the people. Um, especially Republican Black Republicans out there, because I know um, there's more. there a lot of Black Republicans that, that listen to your show. A lot of Black people. So how,
2: how
6: you? Show yeah.
2: Well,
6: so, I so what's your
5: leadership? Um. direction
7: with this new uh with our Republican presidential candidates? Where wh, wh, what? why do you invite Black Republicans um uh, to take a pos a position? uh on this coming primary regarding the uh, presidential uh candidates, Republican presidential candidates. So do you have a position of a favorite Republican presidential candidate? Well, right
6: now right now um my man got out the race with Herman Cain. I was hoping that um he get back he got back in. You know, he suspended his campaign. Because at the time he was in, the, in um, the race, he was the only candidate talking about the issues. And since he got out the race, I mean, not even Obama or the clowns he got running are not even um, talking about the issues. Ain't nobody talking about job creation. Ain't nobody talking about unemployment. Ain't nobody talking about tax breaks and tax burden. Well, he went with, about... uh,
7: yeah, he went with Kane, didn't he? Didn't he? No, 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 I'm I sorry. Kane talking, went with, uh, uh, what's the, what's uh, the
6: Gingrich. yeah I'm, sorry. Gingrich. I'm not I mean see little about New Gingrich. everybody look at him as the evil bad guy that shut the government down during the Bill Clinton wars, but you know, I'm not really too tough, come here second now um, I'm not gonna lie now okay- we're there, yeah Jim um,
7: let me hear me.
6: Okay, man. that's right. let me get out right here. Then there you go. This is Jimmy on the Ground Radio, radio Network. Network, and I'm doing a simulcast broadcast uh, with um Chicago Black Business Network. And the questions asked to me, and we still we, we still gonna pay, Um, excuse me. I'm gonna cut y'all off. I do new music on Thursday for my listeners, and uh, we got listeners all around um America, 150,000 worldwide, and um Armed Forces Radio, and they send us new songs, and we use it today to um play the music and stuff. So. We don't go back to these songs, but to answer the question, New Gingrich was one of um, the few people in the early 80s during the Reagan administration that talked about um, getting African Americans in the party at that time. He was one of the most instrumental people in getting Martin Luther King's birthday signs. Now, with that being said, I'm not real, I'm not really backing New Gingrich. I'm just throwing a little little back issue on New Gingrich because everybody want to see his colors and flavor. I like what Ron Paul is talking about because I don't believe the government should have an overimposing role in everybody's lives, but some foreign policies I don't agree with because I do believe in America's security first. But given all those guys right there, it's difficult to say. I'm waiting for somebody somebody to make a call out to say that I'm going to do X, Y, and Z for the African American community, and nobody has come out and said that. Not even our president. So,
7: so wouldn't that um, be kind of hard for you if we do not have a Republican? Uh, presidential uh, candidate that speaks to your agenda? Uh, wouldn't it be kind of hard for the lay people to kind of follow the Republican ticket if, you know, we kind of you know, because again the
6: candidate what? is the, the leader. Let's look at Cook County. County. You've got Republican running against Dorothy Brown. You got no Republicans Uh running against Anita Alvarez. As a matter of fact, in all the major elections, there's no Republicans running. So, if you want to go on a Republican ticket, the only person that's really worth voting for on a Republican ticket is really me, you know. Mm -hmm. And if you look at the race that I'm running in, everybody's saying, um, you're going against Bobby Rush. Again, Bobby, I told you earlier, Bobby Rush is a dear friend of the Tillman family and a friend of mine. But, He's in a heavy race himself You know, he also has a European run against a man A couple of young go-getters that, you know, that's up and coming And the way I look at it The way I look at it The direction that the Democratic Party is going here in Chicago, Illinois And the historical black congressional districts They're going to be white tomorrow I mean, just like we had after <laughs> the pre-seek, the second yeah. war. Are you looking at? You back. may
7: not be running against Bobby Rush. You may be running against another Democratic uh, uh,
6: stronghold. Come uh, after okay, March. Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. Now, and I'm not trying to engage you, Bobby Rush. To make you run out real fast and get your signs out there. But you've been in the city.
5: We got a few weeks
6: to go. Early yeah. voted. You see? Do you see any congressional signs in the first district anywhere? That's Democrat anywhere? Do you? No, no, you're right. No, I don't. So, right. And, I mean, so And this point, a tight race. So if, if you really, if you really in it to win it, you make sure your people come out. If you play left, I mean, me, you got my system, not too many of my signs out because I'm going door to door talking to all the Republicans, knock, you know, because, it's, you know, we in the cloud. To me, I hope the Republicans come out to vote for me in the Republican primary. So I'm trying to get all the Republicans I can. Are you yeah, the only Republican please.
7: candidate on
6: the uh in the primary uh... Oh no, oh no, oh no, oh no, oh no. I oh, have no? A, I have the mayor of Blue Island. I have um I have Mayor of Blue Island, he's a white guy, and I'm kidding, just endorsed him. I have uh the twenty seventh War committee and the West Side Commitment. he should for sheriff, he's also running, so I have two individuals running against me. Now I think they're running the West Side guy to split the black vote up so the blacks can split up so the white man the white mayor can get the nomination. Because if you go to Hyde Park, if you go to Hyde Park, I bet you quite you see the white man running for a Democratic first. So, what first,
2: type
7: of base
6: being,
7: What type of base do you see that the you would have, just given the historical nature of blacks in Chicago being Democrats? Are you well, are, are, are you organizing that Republican black base? or are you also organizing another black base that um, is not voting on racial lines in the Republican primary? Well, a little bit of both,
6: a little bit of both. Um, you see, I've not really put my finger out there and, and dealt the holistic feelings of most black Republicans because I'm a firestorm, I'm like a firecracker. When I first ran as a Republican for the water, water Reclamation Commission, it was kind of scary to the Republican establishment. Matter of fact, there they was um, a letter going out saying we're not supporting Tillman. Now, uh, you know, I'm running for Water Rec. You need three people to, you know, pick the top three. There's only two people running, you know, so in the primary, it was um a little um, block to keep me down because I guess they felt that if Tillman got in, more blacks would get in. You know, I guess I was too black at that time, at that time for them. And so, when the general election came around, you know, I got close to a quarter million votes, and most of those votes were Democrats that came yeah, over okay, my uh, way. How many forty what? Two hundred twenty-two thousand. Oh, okay, got you. All right, hear you. Mm-hmm. Well, almost a okay. quarter million. You know what I'm saying sort of a quarter million, right? And so, um. Mm-hmm. Uh, Given that, I've seen how the Democrats, you know, felt for me. It was just a little water reclamation position. I looked at my mm-hmm. numbers and I saw where I was strong at. I was strong in Jesse Ward, strong in the water I'm running, okay. looking, I mean, the district I'm running in. Um, so, Danny probably would have beat me by me fuck. Danny would have probably got me by, me by let's say, 10,000. Oh. But I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't campaign hard on the west side. But the point I'm coming at is this, is this, that I look at black Chicago, if I make up when I make up a general this primary, I look at myself being an alternative candidate that black chicago black cook county can look to because the future of black Chicago power base died out in two thousand and eight. You know, I want to go say the top soldier was the that,
7: last. Is that a case? It, let me ask you: Is that a case when we're looking it. at your platform as it relates to the the Republican Party, and even to the point that people are, regardless of how the gas is going up, there seems to be a a a recovery of the of of, uh, of the United States. So, what would your is your platform? Kind of counter the Democratic Party, or is it countering Barack Obama, or
6: is it a platform that wait, is wait, not wait, this is my platform. My platform. Right. My platform. Let's you up, My platform is on economic development, Right like okay. that first and foremost. Um, All right. And that's not that's not a white or black platform. That's an American platform. And now me right. being here in Chicago, my whole. Let me give. Let me give. Let me just throw a little piece of um, one of our uh, a position I'm trying to take, uh, or an initiative I'm trying to pass, or some legislation, some legislation I want to enact when I get into office. Um, one of my tax, one of my um, job um, initiatives is giving tax breaks to corporations, big box, small box, entrepreneurs to come in urban and undeveloped blighted areas. And give them um, a tax break, um, a fee waiver on their, on their license and fees, and a tax break if they hire 10 to, five to ten people in the neighborhood. Now, please not say come in the neighborhood, they can, take, they can take positions of all the retail spaces laid vacant. Now, we got the retail space laid vacant, we're going to have them filled up. We'll have these people giving jobs, um, give you a tax break, small business tax break, give you the tax breaks and tax incentives to hire within the community. You know, then right there we have an a economic base right there starting off. You see, the Republican platform is let's give small businesses a tax break so they can create jobs for the community. Sometimes the Democratic platform is let's tax everybody so we can get more money to run more programs. If You see what I'm saying? So if you want to break it down to dollars and cents, you know, on, on, on the – like you just left um, – I listened to you earlier. You just left a, a seminar, and you was trying to see how black money can, you know, turn over in a community. And why don't we get all these so-called um, stores in our community? It's because if, if there's no incentive to come inside your community to hire. There's no, there's okay. no tax break. I mean, the government right. just gave Sears a big tax break to make sure he stayed here in Illinois mm-hmm. to hire more people. We can do the same thing for these small little businesses, the Walmarts of the world, take the the either targets, you know, or any small little startup store. We can give these people these tax breaks and from that point on giving assistance to hire. Well what we're gonna
7: be there. doing on that is that we're gonna be having a Black Wall Street districts um uh meeting and where those that platform that you're speaking about is what we would like to try to put together in legislation. And I would, unless there's legislation that's already on the book to address it, but we don't know about it. And maybe you can work with us in uh, creating that platform as far as the policy and guidelines of the tax incentives to be targeted more to the small business. Now, let me ask you uh, presidential candidate uh, Romney made a statement that he don't care about the poor, he don't care about the rich. How do you interpret uh, his statement? <sighs> you see,
6: Mitt Romney has been running ever since 2008. Um, he kind of reminded me of the Hillary Clinton campaign, almost like it's, he's inevitable. <sighs> you see... It's, I don't want to say foot and mouth disease. I don't think he's a polished candidate. I don't think he's too polished enough to even represent America right now and the things that he say. Let me give you an example. He came out. See, most of these candidates right here are coming off the, we hate Obama, you know, he got to go, we bad for America, bad, bad, bad. They're not addressing the issues that most Americans are feeling. Now, see, if people came out and talked real dollar kick, kick, Quote-unquote kitchen table issues Real dollars and cents issues Then you will see um, A lot of dissatisfaction of Barack Obama But people like Mitt Romney Or Newt Gingrich They might come out and say something And um, the main masses
7: You don't sound like a typical Republican You you don't sound like a typical Republican That you know uh, Because most Republicans Kind of jump on whatever Obama might say they will still support their opponent against you. Not sounding, you know, I'm. Well, you
5: got
7: no, problems I'm, I'm with your to, you know, well,
6: well, I'm coming to you like this, like when I told I, I my sometimes editorial board. If Obama cannot, if Obama cannot create no jobs, the president cannot create no jobs. If Obama cannot come and rescue the African American community, community, because he got to be the president for all America. Obama can do one thing as commander-in-chief. He can stop the war on drugs right now, which is affecting American society right now, especially the black community. He can do that right now as a president of the United States. You see, but if anybody well, talking are, about that? I
2: understand
7: that they are. As a matter of fact, Obama did uh, make a statement that he is going to abandon the war on drugs. It's a see, a, see, a, a see, member of his cabinet
6: bad. came out and stated just that. Because that, that's, what Ron, that's, what, that's what your man Ron Paul is talking about, which is libertarian, which is Republican. And if Ron Paul words are in Bob's mouth, is, is that a Democrat word he's coming with, or is that Ron Paul story? But I'm saying right now, we we got drones, Predator drones, right now in Chicago. We can put them right there on the board and stop the drugs coming in right now. Tomorrow, we can do it right now if he wants to. If he wants to, everybody say right. It, come on, look, the number the number one thing we had Reagan, we had Bush, even Clinton. The American government is bringing drugs in right now. If they can stop it, they can stop it. Everybody said that. Everybody knows the truth. But if, if anybody asking that of a president to do it, nah. Is anybody tripping on high gas? Nah. Everybody's thick skinned. Everybody's scared that we ain't going to get another black president, so let's be quiet. I mean, come on. I mean, I can go on and on and on, but ain't nobody trying to hear that. You know, anybody try, anybody, ain't, ain't nobody trying to get a gas almost $5. If it's George Bush, he'd be hung. Ain't nobody trying to hear that. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. ain't nobody trying to hear that. So how You're about do to we go and live
2: do here and look right we, now? Ain't nobody trying to hear that.
7: Mm-hmm. Do we that a Do we build a, a, a strong Republican base in the black community? Do we do that uh, between now and November? Or do we
6: look at. Well, see, I'm saying. Well, listen to Chicago. Look at Chicago here. Look at Chicago here now, how many Democrats right now are satisfied with their government? none they're complaining about what cameras here, high taxes there, what they gonna do? Nothing because there's no alternative now they can eat a they can do they can do operation chaos they can they can they can come out march and say we just satisfied with everybody And we're going to vote Republican or we gonna we just gonna do something but I don't see that happening because i' I don't, I don't see that happening got a little bit more this is like it's a flash from my arm right there. Now, I don't see that happening because simple fact of the matter that majority of the African Americans are playing politics. They're not in politics. They took civics out of school. So they have no idea what civics is. Right now, if you look at everybody, they're complaining about Rahm Emanuel, but they loved him when they voted for him. They're complaining about Pat Quinn. he told you raising taxes. Mike Madigan said, we only want one black on the ticket. We got Jesse White. Even though we had somebody run the state treasurer and controller, and black Chicago runs, black Cook County runs Illinois. But, with the, with the, but it shows you right now, that mentality, if my man they jump, they jump. I mean, everybody brainwashed because there's nobody, there's no alternative. But let's look at the Let's look at this coming up. Now, if most are willing that I come out of the primary successful, then I'm an the alternative right there for black Chicago to realize, hold on, there's something else. Like, in the words of Oscar the Priest I mean, do everybody know who Oscar the Priest is? The first black congressman in Northern District Who had the first congressional district Or the first black alderman in Chicago Who Jesse Jackson decided to make a white ward Man, I'm just saying What I'm saying is games that we got are gone we, Blacks have capped out as far as they can In the Democratic Party we capped out so much that There's going to be a white woman In the second congressional district Because Jesse ain't going to make it <laughs> <laughs> How he
2: might get by
7: uh, uh, white because... Is that a prediction or what, what is that? You you you're pretty sure that that's what's gonna happen. That Jesse Jackson Jr. is gonna lose his primary.
6: I'm gonna go here. Jesse's a wise man. If he comes out on the radio and says witchcraft and voodoo, that means he's scared. He's no than that to come out there and all jack stuff like that. You know, he's not. He's not no spirituality, black power. Man, that's not even his M.O. He's running scared right now. He's a calm, cool, calm collector. That's sure so the chick in his armor. Excuse me, my man, Jeremy, Lamb. That's the chick in his armor right there. And and the fact of the matter that he, he got I'm not going to say the crazy black preachers, but if he ain't, ain't got the black preachers that's going to say things that going to make him look
7: So how so do we
6: riding. do, again, do we build
7: a black Republican stronghold. Do we do it before November or do we do it after November? And how we'll is now. that going to be we'll do done, now. taking into consideration to a lot of blacks do want to see Obama in a second term? Uh, what, what's the uh, what's the strategy
6: there? Well, what you do is this. Like I, my philosophy is this. Right now, the, Repub- the Republicans are in control of Congress. They are in the majority. It makes no sense to send somebody to the minority where you can't get nothing done. Right now, if you want to play the game of power, you send people there in a position of power to make sure you get your resources. You don't send nobody to the group of minorities who ain't got a voice, who ain't got a face, so who can't really bring nothing home. They're going to be in there. I'm fighting, I'm fighting, I'm fighting. Keep being there to keep fighting, but you're not accomplishing anything because you're not in the majority. Let's let's do common sense here. Now, let's say when Obama, I'm going to say it. Everybody knows Obama's going to be president. Let's ask Russell Limbaugh. Let's ask Phil Cunningham. Let's ask, let's ask, any, let's ask Matt, Matt drug. Let's ask any Republican pundit. I mean, because what we got right here is a show we're just going to go through the process. We're going through the process. And the military industrial complex need Obama in there because it's all about Africa, everybody. we got to be in Africa. A white man can't go to Africa. Let's be real, everybody. Let's be real. We're in Africa, deep in Africa. Well, I'm, I'm still not getting.
7: Did you? I don't know. Maybe I missed it, uh, Jimmy. Do we build a Black Republican yes. movement? Okay. Do yes. we do that and replace Obama?
6: Well, it's difficult to do that and replace Obama. I'm looking at the. Let's look at when Ronald Reagan was president. He had Tip O'Neill as Speaker of the House, a Democrat. A lot of things got done for the Democratic Party. They didn't complain because they had Tip O'Neill. Remember that? I mean, actually, I was loving Democrats back then.
2: Correct. Major Reagan was
6: loving them. I mean, the same the same thing that happened then. I mean, you just put the ticket. Because November, put the ticket. Vote your interest. Don't you send you send people to the majority, not the minority. If you want something done, you know you play the game of well. There's no way that there's no way the Democrats are going to pick up 117 seats this, this congressional term. All the the gerrymandering That's going on Up and down America And so in the end In the end It don't make no sense To lose too You know You're going to lose Don't It's going to end up Listen to Chicago Don't send one black congressman To D.C. When you got a chance To send Jimmy Lee Because Danny's going Danny's going Jesse ain't going It's hard to say What Bobby's future is But you don't see Bobby Nobody sees Bobby this is not up. I mean, mm-hmm. ain't nobody backing him. The party's not backing him there. I mean, there ain't, ain't no committee man putting no stuff out there. Am I, am I, have I, have I got it away right there? Well, there. Right is there. yeah, like there. like right so, so the committee man? Well, it definitely would be, it
2: definitely
7: would be history. Yeah, it definitely would be history. if Chicago. What I'm saying not It definitely would be history if Chicago. Sends black Chicago, the three congressional districts uh, in Chicago, send black Republicans to uh, Washington, D.C., with a message to Obama in his hometown. That definitely and the Black create... Caucus.
6: And the Black So, you wanna... about the so black you're caucus.
7: looking at replacing all of them with Republicans?
6: No. All of them were people who have the who have the heart and mind of the African American community. It's all about playing the game. Let's play the game. Okay, okay. yeah, well, well give
7: me some names. Give me some names of who you're talking about. Now we are talking about what you're saying is uh uh Kanyes. let Kanyes.
6: Let's say Kanye in Detroit. Who couldn't bring up uh-huh. a We had the majority, we had the house majority in the Congress, and Barack Obama had the house and Senate. And then I, or, or could bring up the Tulsa bill. Let's, let's start there. Let's go cardboard I mean, let's, let's, go, let's go down the line. When, when we had the majority, we had the majority, and we didn't do nothing. And we had these people sitting on, on, on the seat, running up and down America, saying, soon until well, we get George Bush out there, we are gonna be the majority." I'm gonna sit here and see what we done for black folks, and nothing happened in the first two years when Obama had the house. That that, well, that You know, has. we definitely would want to.
7: Matter of fact, I think probably Sonia brought this to your attention already for you to be at the, the program on the 23rd of March so that maybe you can uh, uh, make these remarks as well. And, and in doing do well, you
6: know, so, hopefully I will. Oh, that's right. There. Correct. Mm-hmm. Then I can make right. my statements you known as there. And then I'm still moving on with my um, Black Republican, um, my movement. Matter of fact, you can always join me on Facebook at the Martin Luther King Republican page. I got over about 500 um, members of my group right now. I mean, it's a small movement. See, you ain't got to be, you ain't got to be anti-Obama to love Black America and to know that Correct. Black America and getting service right. And you'd be a shameful Negro to sit here and not speak. Now, when Obama leaves, because he's going to be gone, after the, next, after the next four years, one day he's going to be gone. Then we get somebody white up there, then we're going to say black America. He's going to tell you you can't say nothing. When you had a black president, you didn't say nothing. You're going to say nothing. Black. Do you
7: see a and possibility of another cane coming up? Or is, uh, is Cain going to rise up again? Or is there going to be another cane? matter of fact, you do have to well, sit.
2: Well, you I'll, definitely I'll tell it. Mm-hmm. This I think the Great. black Republicans are. We got
6: hey, we got Herman Cain. We got Michael Steele. We got the first black woman president. Who might sip up Condoleezza Rice and how black folks feel. One of the most powerful black women of all time. Would we, y'all we vote for somebody white right over a black woman? I mean, it's hard to say. What what Negro lies at? Are we still free? Are we on a plantation? I mean, people know their interests. Are they just playing the game? Because the game been played on us, black Chicago, black Cook County. Simple fact, when Mike Madigan told you all the last statewide election, there's too many blacks on the ticket, we're only going to take one, and they took one, and we got the numbers. We put every, we put Judy Barr in. We put Dan Rutherford in. We put them in. We put them in. Mm-hmm. You know, white right mm-hmm. Chicago to put them in, we put them in. So when everybody says that I can't do it, you put Judy Barr in. That means you say, I'm not going to vote for this dude. I'm not going um, to vote for Miller. I'm not going to vote for Miller. I'm going to give up, even though we could, have, nah. we could have a black Now, Ron and Jimmy, plate, we Illinois. have
4: a caller for uh, you, Jimmy Tillman. Uh, let me bring him on. You got a few more minutes, Jimmy? Yeah, i give you about, I got five, ten more minutes. Okay. Okay.
6: Okay, okay I'll get All two. right, and call call it, it, it's it's five. Sorry, five. five.
0: Thank you. Okay, okay. call with Your name where where you calling from. Uh, My name is Armin calling from the uh, second ward, and uh, I wanted to ask Mr. Tillman if he has established any office for his uh, Uh candidacy for the second regular Republican organization. Well, no, I've not established an office because
6: really it's difficult to um, generate revenue uh, right now. A lot lot of Republicans, uh, everybody is not – they keep their pockets shut until after the primary. No one wants to come out and say who they're endorsing or what they're endorsing. And so I'm just going hand to hand. I'm doing really I'm really doing grassroots. You know, my whole deal is um I'm going to the people and just like I'm discussing my shit with you, I discuss it with them. And I'm going hand to hand right here. I'm sacrificing myself. Listen, I'll i put myself out here, people laughing at me, ridicule me, I'm, I'm some Tom, I'm some ugly negro, I'm some elitist, what have you. But when I sit there and tell them how black America is suffering and how ain't nobody saying something that somebody has to say something. Even me just out here saying what I'm saying now, when I'd be able to get into a debate and say what I'm saying then, my words would just generate out there and then somebody would hear what I got to say. Might even pick my legislation up and move it for themselves. I mean, in the end, black America has got to stand up because, well, I mean, right now we are the majority minority. And that's, that's, what, that's what they want to call us. The white man is the minority. So they, called, and so they gave us the little title of being the minority, majority. So since we are okay. a
0: majority. Another question, Mr. Tillman. Are you familiar oh, with yes. uh, Don who who is a second ward regular Republican committeeman? I'd say about Be- mm, Beecham. Beecham.
6: Well, um, I think Don- he, ran he ran for Alderman for um, last election. I met him. Uh, I think I met him um, at a fundraiser, but I'm not. Too familiar with them, but saying that a good guy. John Beecham the Republic, had a yeah.
0: very strong Republican organization In the second ward As a matter of fact he had support From all of the major Republican Candidates during his era um, He had great support He had a community newspaper He secured jobs Within the Cook County Sheriff's Department uh, The uh, Sheriff's Police with uh, the state of Illinois. So this was a man that truly worked in the interests of black people in as much as jobs were concerned. His platform was concise. It was clear. It was not just a lot of verbal rhetoric. He was sure about what he wanted for the people. He understood that there are jobs There are scholarships. There Mm -hmm. is money that comes from every party into the community. And we as black people have historically, over the past hundred years, have historically stood by the Democratic Party. And we have gotten crumbs. So Beach well, Are you proposing,
7: a- caller, that we have a a with the same question that I proposed to uh, Mr. Tillman? Are you proposing that the at least Black Chicago build a strong Republican base in Chicago uh, for this coming primary, or then for the November election?
0: I propose that we establish a strong Republican organization from here on out. I propose that we stay abreast of every party that goes into Congress, goes into Senate, and we be a voice in every party because whomever wins black issues, Will always be at the forefront of the black community, and will be put on the platform of anyone that is ruling and leading this nation. Yes, I agree. So
7: uh, Tillman, based on the uh, caller's uh, statement that mm. yes, uh, we should build a strong black—I uh, uh, would almost say not just party slash movement—in Chicago is the ingredients in Chicago to make that happen based on the the low count of black Republicans in Chicago? Is there the, the ingredients? Is the resources there to do that? You can take into consideration, as you just said, not having an office because of the resources and running in a congressional race. Is the ingredients there
6: to do what uh, the colleges said we should do? Well, like I said, if I'm, if I'm able to make it out the primary, which God willing, most high willing, the resources should be allocated toward me at that time. I'm quite sure the state run, from the um, parties in D.C., they can. Right now, I'm just trying to get my message out there to all those um, Republicans in, in this primary, and I feel that my candidacy is a legitimate candidacy for the first time in the GOP party here in Cook County. Um, my pedigree and my credentials show that I do speak for the, you know, we do speak for the black issue. So this ain't no Tom, um, you no know, out for the money, walk for no greed. Because if we look at some of the issues that the Republican Party has in they fold, over 85% of Black Americans do believe in those deals. Now, I got um, I, I got two more minutes in me. Yeah, I got two more minutes. Believe in those um, believe in those um principles. So. What I feel is that, what well, I've been trying I've been trying to have a little seminar. I get people gathered, I call people up and try to speak to them. But if I can just get a, a platform and just let Black America, Black Cook County know that there are, there are options, there are other alternatives than the Democratic Party, than the big three. Because right now, the face of the Democratic Party in Chicago, of black. Who's the face of black. Democrat. here in Chicago. Who's the black Democrat leader? Who's the black leader? Who is the person that black Chicago can go to right now and say, "I got a problem, um, Councilman Alderman"? Well, who Vader, could they? Who could they Vader. do that?
7: I know that you're a candidate, but you know there are uh, you know all the black elected officials other than Alderman are Democrats. Uh, but so who are the Republican leaders with you in Chicago? uh that are yeah. making a position
6: like you're taking taking a position like you are. Well, who are some of those folks? Me not, I think I, I honestly I think outside that call who just called in, me. I mean I, I mean me. Because I, I because most people are ashamed to say they're Republicans to be black friends because they don't get dissed or looked down upon. So it's almost like being in a closet. You're in a closet. People are scared to say the position because of, of the age of Obama. You well, let me actually call her.
7: And Obama. Let me, right, let me actually call her. Uh, I don't know if she called is still there. Uh, armor.
6: Yeah, I'm what, still okay. here.
7: Now, given the fact that as you calling for a strong Republican, I wouldn't even say party. I would say Black Republican movement. Given coming November, how the Black community, for the most part do want to see Obama reelected, how do you propose to help a black Republican movement slash party in Chicago given the historical faith
0: that's going to happen in November? You can – let me explain something to you. I've been a card-carrying black Republican most of my adult oh, life. so you are a Republican. I am oh. a, a card-carrying Republican. Oh, okay. okay? That's what's
2: happening. And, All right. And not
0: only am I a card-carrying Republican, but I voted for Harold Washington, and I volunteered in the Republican organization in my ward. We voted for Harold Washington. So party affiliation has nothing to do with who you vote for. It has to do with who stands for the black community. And Harold was standing for the black community, and Epson was not. Right.
7: But Harold was a strong Democrat, though. He talked it doesn't about, make a difference. He talked about
0: Republicans. We had More a Republican organization. Which, and Vidolyak, when he changed over and went to the Republican yeah, he Party, yes,
2: he, he set out
0: jobs to the black community, too. So we can talk until the cows come home. And and just because you have a war with my enemy doesn't mean I have a war with your enemy. It means right. he who is willing to stand by the black community, supply jobs so that we are not selling cigarettes. Uh, What is it? Loose Squares on the corner is who we are willing to support as candidates, be it Republican, Democrat, or Independent. We want jobs. We want Democrats. All right, well, well, Alma, what we're going to have to do, we're going
7: to have to get you back on the program, and you have to join up
6: with Jimmy. I I need you, you, Alma. I need you now. Right.
7: Okay, well, this, I uh, uh, be in uh, let, let me have uh, some closing remarks from you, Jimmy, because before we get ready to close out, based on the uh, the uh, the election is coming up in in March uh, March twentieth, and what we should expect. So, um, you have some closing remarks for us?
2: Well, okay, well,
6: um, you can. Um, I got my email address this is Jimmy to DC, um at gmail dot com. You can find me on Facebook or the Martin Luther King Republicans. A plus number is 13. I'm running the First Congressional District. i got three weeks. If you get out there and vote early, you can. Um, maybe you can read about me in the South Street Journal someday, sometimes. Maybe, you have a, well, maybe man, we can gonna together, gonna have a call. Well, man, we are going to be coming
7: out this week, so you probably need to get in contact with me uh, uh, tomorrow so we can see what we can do to get you in uh, next week issue.
6: Well, let's do that. And then maybe maybe you can put together a candidate's forum and have it against candidates out there come speak to the people before election time well we are we're definitely like you know mean?
7: to make that happen so uh thanks for uh having this uh telecast a semi telecast with us and uh do get in contact with us uh uh tomorrow so we can see about what I will dude, next before, before, before I go up,
6: before, I, before I sign off now hold on me before I sign off now um Tell everybody, this is Jimmy's Underground Radio Network, my listeners listening to. We're making a simulcast with Chicago Black Radio Network, and you come on, let everybody know when you come on, and let me get a little bit of information about you, so my listeners can you, too, in the next two minutes i got with you. Okay, listen, well, this family.
7: is Ron Carter with Black Wall Street uh, uh, District of Chicago. I'm the publisher and editor of South Street Journal, and I'm on with my lovely... Uh, co-host Sonya Perdue and Sonya you want to come on in and give us the lowdown
4: I'm Sonya Cassandra Purdue, founder of Chicago's Black Business Network, and Jimmy, I do appreciate this simulcast, and I think we ought to get about 10 or 20 people together and do another one. And I'm, founder of, um, I'm the producer of Chicago's Black Business Radio Network, for which you are listening to on this simulcast. Thank you for being with us this evening, Jimmy. And are you coming to the event, Jimmy, on the 23rd? I'm coming back. I'm mean, here. Yeah, I hope it's celebratory
6: winning. And if you can, you can pass a number to Alma, and if you give me a card if you want to get with me, I appreciate the help. I really would. And I'll talk to you Absolutely. tomorrow. Absolutely. you do. Absolutely. Right. We'll, out of here. we'll do that. All right. Thank All right. You Thank you for being with us, yep. Yep. Yeah. Thank you for having me on. All right. Okay.
7: okay. Tell your mother I said hello, will you?
4: Okay. You listen we listen to Black Wall Street USA, and uh, good show. Yeah, I want to do, do a 10 10 simulcasts, 20, 100, because oh, yeah. I know I can do it. <laughs> All you had to do is tell me and show me how. Yeah, I want to do that. We talked about that before, though, didn't we? Uh, oh, yeah, we sure
7: did.
4: And just briefly in passing, we didn't execute it, but we I did We did talk about that. And since he triggered that, I, you know, that's on my mind now. That's going to be on my mind now. But we want to talk yeah,
7: about Yeah, with it. something on your mind, you definitely go with it.
4: Yeah, I'm gonna to have to go with that. And uh, we want to. I didn't get into everything I wanted to do tonight, but we got uh, at least got four minutes, Chairman. Want to talk about the uh, Chicago chapter, the Tuskegee Airmen? They will have representatives with us on March fifteenth. Uh, not next week, but the week after. And uh, we're going to talk about the Flying Eagle program, which they taking approximately 10,000 young people up for free uh, flights. They do it once a month in the Gary Airport, and they're going to talk about that program, a flight academy, and some other things that they've got on the table. And since I don't have my thing right in front of me, I don't want to get the wrong information. But that's on March 15th, and I'm going to set up the show page this week for that so you can know what's going on with that. But there's some exciting things coming up this summer with the – Tuskegee Airmen. Now, also, we want to go back and talk about the proud and the privilege. That is Friday, March 23rd. Oh, yeah. Get your Hollywood on, people. Get your Hollywood on. Who you coming as? Dress up as your favorite actor and actress. The uh, proud and What did and I privilege. say I wasn't
7: coming up as? Well, I forgot, I forgot the issue. Oh, JS. Yes, right, JS. JS,
4: which well, I y- well, don't know. I don't know what JS is, people. But anyway, he going to Some tell people know what JS is. He's going to tell her before the 23rd, though. I bet you no, he's going to tell
7: it. I, Are I, you uh, yeah, No, I'm, I'm not. Bet. I said okay. JS. That's all I'm saying.
4: We're going to find out. But anyway, um, Proud and Privilege is going to into the filming of its first season, and they want to celebrate with you Chicago. This is a Hollywood Chicago story. Uh, Hollywood Chicago style event. You're going to walk down the red carpet. There's going to be a cameraman there to film you. let dress up people, and uh, we're going to serve refreshments. We're going to have some music, so it's going to be a real nice time. We are going to have some vendors. So we want you to support our vendors. We got 60 seconds. We want to, you to support our vendors. If you want to be a vendor, give me a call: three one two two three nine eighty eight thirty five. Our sponsors are Ron Carter. South Street Journal, Newspaper, w j p c f m Chicago, and Chicago's Black Business Network. Now through March 5th, go to www.pnpevent.info. The tickets are two for one. You come and you treat the friend $25 at the door, $35 in advance. You come, dress up, bring a friend, meet the cast. They're, they'll be there. Uh, if you look, at our Facebook page, look for the Hollywood Style event. You'll see some of the um, bio of some of the cast members who've been there. They've been in ER, Jamie Foxx Show, Martin, Save the Last Dance, over oh, to get all their credentials out there. So it's going to be a real good time, Chairman. Chairman, you got two seconds, and for real, that's all.
7: Well, I definitely want to thank uh, Jimmy, and I definitely want to thank our uh, other guests and our callers from coming in. Uh, Black Wall Street this is of Chicago is uh, regrouping so that we can get back to this $1.1 $1. $1 trillion, uh, and we definitely want to look at this question about this Republican Party slash movement um, as an alternative. Um, not taking anything away from our black uh, Democrats, but uh, there may have to be a little balance here. And also look out for the next uh, issue of South Street Journal. We've been a long time coming, but we definitely are coming. And those that want to uh, do some advertisements or write some stories or articles, uh, do uh, reach out for us so we can make that happen as well. And I think I gave you, ooh, I left your time out, Sonia. I still did almost. I still ran you out.
4: God. Now, you you see, you, you, you heard that, did you, people? You heard that, did you? Now, I said, well, you got two seconds for real.
2: <laughs> I, I, it's a
4: challenge. It's a a challenge, people. I want to thank you for being with us on Black Wall Street USA. Say good night, Ron.
7: Good night, all. Have a good evening. We'll look for you next Thursday.
4: (laughs) Thank you so much for listening to Black Wall Street USA. We'll we'll be back next week.
7: Good night, all.
4: Good night.